Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. We're the stars of this piece of shit! I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking garbage! Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot. You fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! Hey, we've got a show. Hi, are you there, Big Kev? Are you alive? I am. I'm just checking it. I'm making sure that you're okay and well. Because in New Jersey right now, um, it's been raining for two weeks straight. Something like I think. that. We've had, uh, we've had like two days of rain here. Oh, no. No, it's been raining for two weeks straight. Yeah, Noah's Ark will be there soon to get you. Here, here oh. in New Jersey. Oh. I got hit by a raindrop this morning that was so big. Um, How big actually, was it? it How it, big was it? Damn it, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> it hurt. It was so big, it legit hurt. Like, I felt pain as a result of getting struck by this raindrop. Are you sure it was a raindrop, or did that kid hit you with a water balloon? <laughs> no, the kid was already gone at this point. Uh. This was this was uh, post-child delivery to a school bus. So, uh, no. Yo, when, when, this, when this recording is over, yeah. I want that kid brought in, okay. and I want to <laughs> say hello. All right, we could probably arrange that. That's good. I don't know if he's going to want to come in here. He thinks there's a stranger yeah. in here <laughs> with his dad. He, he's terrified of you because you shaved your beard off, which I don't see why he would be terrified of that. You're much more terrifying with the beard than without it. was stranger danger. At least yeah. he knew me a few times. That's right. He's no longer Monty. He is now Chester, <laughs> our latest producer, Chester. <laughs> Uncle Chester. That's it. Episode... 546 of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, Uncle Chester. Introducing <laughs> Chester. <laughs> Uncle Chester. That's it. Uncle Chester. That's right. That's right. There. Write that down, Nick. Done. <laughs> Already did. All of that. Let's see how fast. Let's see how fast that beer comes back. <laughs> if I sneeze, it comes back. How many Uncle Chester jokes uh, are we going to get and give? Uh, well, all of the Uncle Chester jokes. Of course, we should say that, of course, uh, this is an episode of this beautiful podcast we call Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Um, if you'd like to leave a voicemail, like the ones that we have but are not prepared to play tonight. Come on. Why? Um, uh, because we have to edit those two together from our best friend, West Coast, a.k.a. Long-Winded, uh, <laughs> Scott. Um, hey, it's you know what? It's a Galaxy's Edge report. I'll take it. But what about the other one? 
What other one? It was the, the one uh, from last week that oh, you didn't get to. Uh, you know, we could probably play that one going into second. Oh two. my god! Who is producing this program? We could, we could we could do that one. I will prepare that one as we as we do uh, episode one of this of this program. But um, episode but, one of this program? episode five hundred and forty six of this program. Oh Jesus oh oh! Because unless you got a DeLorean, I do not have a DeLorean. While I'm preparing those two voicemails, why don't you guys move forward with uh, with picking up one of those news stories there? Nick Alrighty. or Big Kev, pick one to go with. I will leave it to Nick. I was about to ask you. All right, let's. Uh, my favorite story of the week uh, was about Good Omens, about how a religious group mistakenly mit, uh, petitions to get Amazon Prime's Good Omens removed from Netflix. Yes. And did Netflix respond that they absolutely refused to play Good Omens? <laughs> no, I think actually Netflix originally responded that they were going to pull it, didn't they? Netflix did said, they? Oh, no, no, no. That would, that's even funnier. Yeah, Netflix said that they would pull it, right? And then Amazon, I think, responded. Amazon they, Prime responded by saying something along the lines of, like, uh, we're, we're working to get um, Stranger Things canceled or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to find <laughs> the original tweets right now. Uh, and even Nail Gaming uh, jumped on board. Uh, kind of just kind of say, like, kind of just pointing out how sad the whole situation is because it was about ba, 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 20,000 people signing the petition, yeah, to get the series canceled. It's it's they it's, criticized uh, it for God being voiced by a woman, right. Francis McDormand, That's right? And kind of, of the Antichrist, which they <laughs> wrote is depicted as a quote, normal kid. Yeah, but that's that's kind of that's the plot of the oh, fucking story. Well, what's he supposed to be? Right, exactly. He's supposed to be a demon? Is he supposed to just we'll roll up as a demon? There's no character building with the Antichrist. There's no, there's no there's no storytelling elements. It the whole thing is just a bunch of silliness. Just a bunch of silliness. It reminded me of when Kevin Smith joined in the protest of dogma. Yeah. Outside ago. the theaters. Yeah, yep. outside awesome. the theater. I remember that. That's possibly one of the funniest things of all time. If you ever hear him tell that story, it's really, really funny. I, it's hysterical. I think it is part of the first An Evening with Kevin Smith. It could be. DVD. Yeah, it could be I'm one of sure, them. I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube if anyone's uh, looking Oh, yeah, someone it. may have clipped it from YouTube. But I think, it, I think he had it, or he had a version of it on um, An Evening with Kevin Smith, that first DVD that they put out. Because I think they put out two of those. So, uh, real quickly, so uh, The Guardian posted the article about uh, the petition. Uh, Netflix responded by saying, "Okay, we pr we promise not to make any more." Right. And right. then Amazon Prime uh, Video US uh, responded, "Hey Netflix, we'll cancel we'll cancel Stranger Things if you cancel Good Omens." Winky face. Yeah. Emoji. Uh, and and I got to say, and this also happened the same day that I uh, I finished the show. I actually got to watch a show you guys are talking about. Yeah, nice. Even my father was talking about how great this show is, and it was. Fan fucking tastic. Yeah, I still have one episode left, but it's been brilliant so far. I mean, everything that I've seen, I've absolutely loved. So, um, you've never read the book? Nick? I have not read the book. Oh, you should read the book. Do you Do you know I was I was thinking about this, Kev? I was thinking about when I read that book for the first time, and I vividly recall I read that book on a train ride to Chicago. What? No. Is that what you were reading on that, that ride? That is when I read that book, sir. On a train ride to Chicago. Wow, we've been friends for a long time. We were in the Bombay car. 
<laughs> I have to say, though, the ride back was, was better. Well, we spent the ride back with a couple of friends at the with time. those dudes. Yeah. yeah. Rob, who I still talk to pretty regularly. Rob Ryan. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And the other gentleman whose name I always forget. Was it Dave? Who I see at cons from time to time. Yeah. But I still talk to Rob sometimes online. Huh. Um, so, yeah. So, so, so religious groups can't get their shit together. And also, God forbid, they actually re watch the, yeah. the content no. that they're potentially. It's kind of like the same thing with Harry Potter. That would defeat the purpose. That would defeat the purpose. Speaking of Harry Potter, not on the prep sheet, but a little aside. Have I Are you going to give your fucking number out? I'm, no, I'm not giving out my number uh, because I don't trust people. But I have played the game. It's kind of fun. Oh, the... It's, it's uh, what is it? The, the what new... is it? It's Pokemon Go, but with Harry Potter. That's what I thought, yeah. It's a no. little bit more... I mean, I played Pokemon Go for like a week when it mm -hmm. first came out because I was curious about what the hype was about. I had no intention of playing yeah. long term, but I wanted to understand what everybody was so crazed about. Mm -hmm. This, to me, seems a little bit more developed because, like, in addition to, like, just hunting creatures, you're also, like... I don't like you're like brewing potions and you're like because the other game just the the Pokemon game just sound like looks like more of like a tap game. Well, you're just catching, you're throwing out balls, tap, catching tap, Pokemon. Tap. You're joining in tournaments. I, I mean, this is like, I mean, it's similar in that it is a tap game, um, but it, it seems like it has other development. I don't know. I didn't play Pokemon long enough to care. Um, mm -hmm. I did play the Jurassic World one. That was a lot of fun. I didn't even know there was a thing. It was the same thing, augmented reality, but you were catching dinosaurs instead of Pokemon. Dinosaurs. Um, so I like the Harry Potter one. Yeah. I probably will not play with any sort of regularity. But I got to tell you, when I'm doing, like, when I'm randomly waiting for my kid to be picked up at the bus stop and I'm sitting there and I have 10 minutes, eh, All right. I'll log in for a couple of minutes. I'll catch a, catch a Kestrel or, a, you know, catch some something. Yeah, you know, do, do a just thing. Just something. A little something. Kill, kill a little time. Kill That's a little why time. I do the comicsology. I'd rather read something. Yeah, I mean, reading is good, too. It is fundamental, as I learned one time long, long ago. Take a look. It's in a book, Nick. Avengers <laughs> uh, Endgame coming back to theaters with even more footage. So this is a, this is like a, uh, I don't know, this is like a frustrating one for me. Why? I'm happy that it's coming back to the theater. But? I hate the more footage thing. Oh, stop. Because you got to go. No, I uh, partially because I have to go. Not that I mind seeing it again, but... I, I hate I hate the more footage thing because if you wanted to give me more footage, you should have just given it to me when it came out. No. Okay. Yes. Here, that's not a money making strategy. All right. Here's the thing, though. They want to beat Avatar. I get it. This is to help them get off over that threshold. I get and it. And there are a few people on this earth who haven't seen it yet. Uh, but I think that those people who have not yet seen it are going to see it anyway now, given the opportunity. And I think a bunch of other people are going to see it again anyway because they'll have the IMAX experience again. I mean, I know people who I may be going with to go see it, and it's because they missed out the first time. Just schedule. Like, it yeah, just wasn't working out. I get it. Um, so what is IMAX? Opportunity. It's the big screen with the loud noise. I I don't know this. Do you not have that on the Kuai? Is, is that Do I not have that? I barely have a movie theater. You have. You know how I am. He barely has Skype. You know how I am, probably better than anyone else on the planet, how I am about the movies yes. and about the movie theater. Yeah. No. Out, no. out, out there, they just throw up a sheet up, uh, like on a stand I, on the beach, right? All I'm saying They're, is, it is definitely a factor in my long term or short term stay here on the island. <laughs> 
no access to decent films. Well, it happens. But they are, I don't know. I mean, I'm happy. I and want them the to cool be posters, Avatar. So the, the cool poster is pretty. Um, tied into this, not on the prep sheet, but they did release this today. And it ties into, this is a nice little a bridge. A nice little bridge between these stories. Um, I guess they announced late yesterday, early today, that Tom Holland apparently has seven more Spider-Man films. No, seven more films as Spider-Man. Correct. Uh, yeah. On his contract. So that can mean appearances in other films, other Spider-Man standalone it, films, It could be a cameo. Correct. You know, like uh, like Chris Evans in Thor 2. Right, right, exactly. It you know, it could be seconds. a hot second. Right. So, um, But still... Uh, that, that that at least what it does is it solidifies some sort of long term plan for the character. For sure. Which I mean I wasn't really guessing, but I, I guess it's always nice to hear it officially. I think with so much uncertainty with the MCU at this point, True. it's kind of nice hearing something like that. Yeah, that, well that's what it is. Especially because he did a great job. It gives you a little bit of comfort and like, oh okay, I can I can deal with this. Okay. I'm okay with this decision. So yeah, so that that's happening, and then something that the Empire State Building does here in the lovely city of New York City. Well, wait, 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 wait. Okay. I wanted to add, you know, one of the reasons that that I hate the whole bringing it back to the theater thing so quickly uh -huh. is because that is no doubt that's going to delay the home release. There's already. A date I thought it was for already announced. Release. No, it was already announced. There's already a date for What's the home it? release. Yeah. yeah. What is the date? It's let soon. Me check, I already, I, let me check because I already uh, pre-ordered it. Well, ah. Captain Marvel was what a week ago now, thereabouts. Something like that. So the spread would be consistent if it was in the next couple of weeks, I would think. July thirtieth. I mean, it's like a month. Away. Oh, end of the month. All yeah, right. It's, yeah, it's mm -hmm. end of the, yeah. I was gonna say they 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 announced because I, I knew everybody was taking pre-orders already. Yeah. For if they had like a steel book edition or, like that, a, yeah. or yeah, but a, is that yeah. gonna have the extra footage? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the four K kind of version does. I wouldn't be surprised if they put it on there as a deleted scene. Well, I or hope something. they do. Uh, maybe it won't be built into the film, but maybe it'll just be a deleted scene. That's stupid. I'm not, Man, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just well. Saying, do something about it, OG. Come on, I'll, get out I of will, this. I will talk to Kevin Feige, and I will try to make magic happen. Feige, <laughs> Feige, 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 Greek yogurt. The Kevin other Greek yogurt. The other Kevin. Yeah, the other Kevin. <laughs> um, so Kevin uh, Saint Jean. Saint Jean. Uh, Empire State Building. Yeah, it's doing, a, it's a doing place. the blue and the red. Yeah. For uh, for the Spider-Man Far From Home release. Yeah, which is coming what, out. Are so they what, leaving what it up that? like that until it comes out next um, week? Let's see. Uh, that was lit with blue and red in honor of the opening July 2nd. I don't know if it stayed up or not. I know they did it that day. Yeah, usually it switches up all the so time. So I was going to say, I think it was probably just maybe it might have been a one and done. Why they would have done it now as opposed to waiting for July 2nd and doing it on July 2nd. You the know. event also promoted Holland's The Brothers Trust, a charitable organization founded by his parents that provides support to underpromoted charities. That's right. That's Tom Holland. You know, he's a swell kid. He's grounded in his youth. He's and, a good egg. With, and uh, fame. with, um, with job security. <laughs> with job security. <laughs> For at least seven appearances in future films. He'll just be uh, and by. actually another, and apparently another film franchise on the horizon. So I mean, oh, yeah. he's, he's got maybe. a little bit of, maybe, at least one, maybe a franchise. Yeah. 
maybe a franchise. There were other things that were going to be franchises didn't make it past one. So this is true. Let's not get crazy. Uh, This is one that (laughs) any DC film. (laughs) (laughs) This is one that I have. I guess I'm happy about. How do you feel about about Taika Waititi, Big Kev, taking on a Flash Gordon animated film? I'm a little Flash Gordon frustrated. Let's hold the frustration for just a second. I mean, I don't. I mean, if they're gonna do it like, you know, not like Defenders of the Earth, but actually more like the strip with that sort of. Uh, Aesthetic, it could be interesting. Oh, it says animated version of the comic strip. Okay. Right. I mean, if they're doing it that way, it would at least be interested. Damn, he's got a lot on his plate. Live action Akira, right and direct, uh, yeah. direct Time Bandits pilot, as well as an episode of The Mandalorian. I still say Akira doesn't happen. He's got jobs. Akira is my Thor. Can't oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll believe it when I'm in the theater eating popcorn watching it. There's no way. I I think that's like his dream project. I read somewhere about that. It that, it so, is, but I just I don't know. I think I this kinda, would go sooner than that. I don't know. I just I feel I I feel I feel I feel a scared about it. Well, listen, but listen though, Mandalorian is one episode. Time Bandits is one pilot. Right. You know, he also has the World War II dramedy Jojo Rabbit. Which he also plays the role of Adolf Hitler. Right. Uh, finished for release in October, so that's probably mostly in the can by now. So I don't know. I, I maybe maybe to say that he has too much on his plate is actually overstating it a bit. So. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I like Taika Waititi. I'm interested to see what he does with the character if he's given the opportunity. I like Flash Gordon in general, so I'm excited in that regard. Um, but I know that you have some frustration, Big Kev, that you would like to vent and air out. You know, I, I don't know that we, I don't know if we talked about this on the show or if we talked about it off the show. No, we talked about it on the show two A couple weeks, weeks ago. Yeah, what I, we talked about it on the show when I had mentioned, or when Nick and I uh, mentioned that we saw Melanie Anderson. Oh, yeah. And Sam Jones and at Sam that Jones. con. Yeah. So I finally, so for those of you interested, uh, over on Amazon Prime right now, Amazon Video, Prime Video, that's it. Right. Um, is the is the documentary Life After Flash. Right. Which chronicles sort of Sam Jones's life, pretty much. And it does a great deal before Flash. Um, and basically, it, it, kind of, it kind of ultimately states what happened to him after he filmed the Flash movie and the troubles that he had and so on and so forth, you know, like, you know, people have troubles and so on and so forth, how he found his way into his current career and, you know, all those, all those sorts of things. However, what is glaringly omitted from the, uh, from the documentary in one man's opinion, that one man, man being me or anyone or OG or anyone else who worked on this project was OG and I and this program produced the only um, uh, commentary that Sam Jones and Melody Anderson ever did for the Flash Gordon movie. Now, I want to say it was, was it the 30th? Release? It was whatever It was whatever the one that had the Alex Ross cover. 
Yeah, yeah. It? Whatever that release that was. I don't think it was Blu-ray either. I think it predated Blu-ray. I don't know that they did a Blu-ray version of that. But it was kind of like your ultimate anniversary edition kind of thing. And what they had done is they had, I guess they they got Alex Ross to do commentary. And then I think there was a British release that had, um, uh, that had what's Brian Blessed do a commentary. But they didn't want to pay... Uh, Sam and Melody to do a commentary, which I thought was a sin. Yeah, we you know, all did. like how do you not do that? And Melody Anderson and I had a really long chat about it. And I said, if I could put it together, would you do it? And she said, I'd do it in a second. And she said, and I will convince Sam to do it as well. And of course, it, it turned out to be not that easy to convince Sam. However, we did convince Sam. And we flew Sam out from California to New Jersey, uh, you know, and set up this elaborate setup in my living room at the time of my apartment. And we did a huge, we did a full, a full day with them, like literally early, early in the morning. Right. Until late, late in the evening, because after we did the commentary and we have Bob Lindemayer also who who features prominently in that documentary, by the way. Uh, OG, I don't know if you knew that. Uh, Bob is, is one of the people who worked on that documentary um, and he appears in it throughout. You remember, he was the prop guy. Yeah. And he brought all of these Flash Gordon props with him. Yeah, Clytus' um, helmet. Had him, or the, yeah, the, yeah, had them sent. You know, he had like the sword and he had all yep. sorts of things. And he had all that stuff sent to my apartment. And so we had it on display. We had, you know, that big Alex Ross, uh, Alex Ross artwork. You know, it was like one of the first Flash pieces yeah. he ever He's done a hundred now, but it was one of the first ones he had done. And, you know, we had this huge elaborate setup and it looked really good and we filmed it. And we recorded it audioly. And this, you know, this whole process, like we had been planning this for weeks. Yep. And then, you know, we, we were going to do a limited edition kind of DVD release. They were all signed and numbered by Sam and Melody. I mean, it was this whole production, right? And it was the first time that the two of them had sat down and done any kind of commentary whatsoever for the film with me included and Bob uh, Lindemayer as well. Um, and... Uh, uh, and then we took them into New York City and did our two-hour Sirius XM show right. with them as the guests the entire time. That's right. You know, and took phone calls. and took, I mean, it was, gr it was an enormously satisfying day. It was our piece, if you will. Uh, it was our piece of involvement with the Flash Gordon movie and so on and so forth. Now, that said, I got made fun of by a number of people, one of whom was Kevin Smith, who said to me, who the hell cares about a Flash Gordon commentary? You know, and uh, and other people who were like, you know, like, you know, it's like that bad 80s film Flash Gordon. I'm like, yeah, that amazing 80s, 1980 film Flash Gordon. Yeah. And we we had those people and no one had ever done it before. And it was it was an amazing thing that we had pulled off me and OG couple other people mr fantastic yep. a young young pete cooper yep uh was there my my ex was there all these people working together to get this thing done when nobody on the planet earth i mean sam was barely even doing conventions at that point i had never seen him at one i had heard that he had done one or two right didn't do a thing 
then all of a sudden we do this. People are getting the commentary. People are, you know, asking us where, where is the, you know, can we get it and so on and so forth. And then all of a sudden Sam, Melody had been around for a bit, but now Sam is starting to do conventions as well. And, you know, like all of a sudden all this and then Ted happened. Right. And I know for a fact, for a fact, that Seth MacFarlane has our commentary. I know for a fact that he has it. So they make a documentary talking about what happened to Sam Jones after, you know, Flash and so on, and how he's had this huge comeback. And they they say the huge comeback, they literally go like from him doing nothing for years and years of obscurity, and then he's in Ted. You know, and I was offended. And the reason I was offended was because with all due respect, and I'm not saying we, we, we made anybody or didn't make anybody. I'm not saying any of that. All I'm saying is me, OG, and everyone else involved, we have a significant part of the history of that. That's right. a significant yeah. part of that history. And it was excluded. And I spoke to the director of that documentary a half a dozen times saying... This is who we are. This is what we did. We have footage. We yeah. have, you know, we have all the things that you want to use. And she never got back to me. You know, and I was like, well, what the fuck? Bob, Bob, I talked to Bob. Bob said she, she he said, I knew, I kept telling her, I kept saying, you know, and it just never happened. So I finally watched a documentary and it is glaringly, glaringly inaccurate in some places. But where I think it falls most is the fact that there's a significant portion of that middle story missing. And that significant portion, in my humble opinion, is me and OG and Fantastic and Young Pete Cooper and my ex and anyone else who worked to who uh, even even Uncle uh, Uncle Asneck, who was producing our show back then uh, uh, on Sirius XM. Everybody involved with that entire day played a significant part, I feel, in the sort of revival of Sam Jones, and we were just excluded. Right. And it burns me that that happened. I, I, so, uh, anyway. Anyway. But, I mean, look. I, <laughs> Sorry, I need, I really need to get no, that off. No, I was so I, angry, I almost called you. And you then I realized it was four in the morning. Yeah, no, I, I would <laughs> not have answered. been not pleased I, my phone would have probably been turned off so so there's that so yeah i mean that's crazy um then i called sandwich and told him go knock on that door <laughs> make and sure he's alive to get that phone yeah. on <laughs> so yeah the craziness that is that situation but yeah i it really i, I you know i, I don't want to i really don't want to make this the whole subject of everything here but and now it's every time i see how something is you know, influenced and so on and so forth about Flash Gordon. And you and you're going to be really you're, you're really going to love the people that they picked who they get commentary from, like Jason Lindsay. Remember him? Oh, God. Remember that dirt bag yeah. from Biff Bang Pow? From Biff Bang Pow, yeah. yeah. They, they get that dirt bag. He's he's talking throughout the entire film. Yeah. Other people who have I mean, Alex Ross obviously has a connection. There are other people who have not really connections. Right. You know, right. they're just kind of like you know, random this this actor guy, who has no connection to Flash Gordon whatsoever, is just some actor guy. It's like what, you know, we we have a story. <laughs> you right. know, like we have 
experience and a story and so on. And uh, I don't know. Sorry. I'm going to let it go. All right. Well, it's there. Check out the documentary if you want to. <laughs> Give us your opinions on it. But we have other things we want to cover in the news, so let's. let's if you have an opinion on the Flash Gordon documentary, give us a call at the GVM line two zero one seven three zero two five four seven. There you and go. you may hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff if OG remembers that there's a phone, uh, uh, a a, uh, a voicemail. I've got two voicemails for tonight. All right, The Simpsons coming to Disney's D23 Expo. First time ever for them because, of course, now the Simpsons are part of the... Conglomerate. Fully uh, owned. Yeah. Um, it sounds like they've got a pretty big panel lined up with Matt Groening, Al Jean, um, Matt Selman, and a bunch of other people, uh, Nancy Cartwright, Yardley Smith, a bunch of other people who are associated with the Simpsons, the creator, obviously. Um, in, addition, in addition to that, they announced that they're going to have some sort of exclusive giveaway and they're going they're going balls out they're going balls oh out and this is you know this is exciting news for some people because a lot of people were worried that uh a lot of people were worried that maybe that you know this could spell the beginning of the end for the mm -hmm. simpsons um but to me that just sort of says that disney is well aware of the lucrative franchise that they have inherited yes <laughs> and are willing to nourish it and as much as they try to make back some of those billions of dollars yeah, they just spent. That's right. One um, hour autograph signing session of the exclusive Simpsons mini poster. Right. That's Matt Groening and the, I guess, the cast. I have a Matt Groening uh, autograph. Rest of the panelists. So I'm good. So anyone else on that's the panel. Cool. I, have, I have a Matt Groening autograph, so I'm good. I have. I think uh, I do, too. I have the kid robot toy that they put out of Matt Groening. Signed by Matt Green. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you guys gone to this expo before? D23? I've never been. No. It's on my it's on my wish list, but I think Dragon Con is still first okay. for me. So maybe I, at some point I will go to D23. Um, but speaking of The Simpsons, and I thought this was pretty cool, Ikea, yes. um, for some of their advertisements and stuff like that, using Ikea furniture, recreated famous living rooms using their furniture, one of which was the Simpsons living room. So they did the Simpsons, they did uh, Friends, and they did Stranger Things. Where is this? It's at the bottom of the prep sheet. It's you got to click on the link. It's at the bottom of the link. prep sheet. There's a, there's oh. a, a right above product on the prep sheet. Yeah. I jumped forward because it kind of tied in with the yeah, Simpsons. It's part of the same thing. But, um, but yeah, I thought this was really neat. I think, honestly... This is great advertising. I think the Simpsons one is probably... The coolest out of the lot, only because I think it looks... It's damn near spot it's on. It's damn near spot on. Like, they did a... I mean, Friends is really pretty damn close, too. But, but it's like the walls that really make it more yeah. than anything else, probably. But the Simpsons really... They really sold the Simpsons. Yeah. Like... I like how it just has the crooked picture of yeah, the sailboat. Yeah, of the sailboat. I um, like the fact that they found an old TV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's probably made out of cardboard, like all the other TVs in Ikea. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought this was pretty cool. I, pretty IKEA cute. does a pretty good job pretty with creative. their uh, IKEA does a pretty good job with their advertising and their marketing, but not their meatballs. But not their meatballs. Not no. I like I like the IKEA. You like what meatballs. you like the horse meatballs? I do like the horse meatballs. I'm not okay. Hey, if it's horse, it's the best damn horse I've we ever need, had. That's right. Thank you, OG. <laughs> hey, listen, they eat it in France. Just because we don't eat it here doesn't mean we can't. Um, did you see? I don't know where I saw it. I think I saw it on the Twitters. Yes. A group of gamers mm -hmm. discovered that IKEA has this 
kitchen table that they sell. Okay. It is a glass top kitchen table, and it's, it's I think it's about six feet long, and it's a rectangular table, so okay. it's a nice size table. And it just so happens that the design on the glass top kitchen table is perfect one inch hexagons. Oh yes, I saw this. So gamers are going oh, really? to IKEA and buying the table because it's glass, so you can use dry erase markers on it. Yeah, right. And they're using it as gaming tables. Oh, that's awesome. It's pretty funny. Yeah, um, I gotta try to find. That. I forget what it was. It's like because you know the IKEA tables all have crazy ass names. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I thought that was pretty Oofle funny. Yeah, exactly. And I thought it was pretty funny. I saw it, I saw it on the Twitters. I think it was about two weeks ago. Yeah, I think I actually shared that, too. But uh, you may have shared cool. it. Yeah, it was you pretty may cool. Have I think someone else shared it with me as well. I think a couple people had shared it all at the same time. But it's, I thought it was pretty interesting um, that it just so happened and that it worked out that way. So kudos to Ikea and their creativity. Even though they didn't know what they were doing. Even though they didn't know what they were doing. All right, let's move forward. Uh, where, where do, what do we have? What do we have? What do we have? Bill Murray. Yes, we're going to Lifetime Achievement Award from Wes Anderson at the Rome Film Festival. Right. We're going to skip a couple of these things, but we're not going to skip Bill Murray. Bill Murray deserves all the <laughs> accolades and all the awards. He deserves them all. Give them to him. He doesn't get enough love as it is. So he, sure. he, he should get everything as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's nice that he's getting acknowledged. I, I think he is a national treasure, Bill Murray. By the, by, by the Rome Film Festival. I don't care who it is. <laughs> By that, everybody, every, I, look. It could be, he could be, we could just create an award. That's what I was going to say. The, if, if the, the Geek <laughs> Stuff uh, uh, Lifetime Achievement Award to Bill Murray. Yeah. The, and we'll have a ceremony. That's right. We'll call it the Mass Hysteria Award. Maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe we can get um, that, that, uh, that um, museum. Museum. Oh, oh yeah. for yeah. episode, whatever. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> that could be episode 600 could be an award ceremony. There you go. There you go. Um, oh, all right. sure. Let's, you know, I'm going to save some of these things for you to talk about in the bonus content. Oh, nice. Uh, how, how do people get the bonus content? If they join the Patreon, oh. you get the bonus shows that Nick uh, produces for us. We had one that went up actually Monday of this week. Um, but there's one thing in here that I want to talk about because it ties into one other thing I want to do before we take our first break because we have to is take it the, our first break. Is it the original Jaws Shark restored for Academy Museum of Motion Pictures? Um, it was not, but we can hit that one too. Uh, yeah, Bruce, fully transformed. <laughs> and the only details remaining are the eyes and the teeth. Wow. Yeah. And they brought him back. Oh, wow. Greg Nicotero had his studio build it. That's the guy that does the effects for Walking Dead. Good on him. Bruce is the only surviving shark prop from the 1975 classic, which centered around the shark, blah, 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 we know. Uh, in 2016, Nathan Adlin bequeathed the shark to the museum. Adlin's father, Sam, acquired the prop after Bruce was scrapped by the studio, along with a few old stunt cars. Oy. Bruce made his way to the museum and was displayed <laughs> until Bruce made his way to the museum. He was displayed at Sam Alden's junkyard. Oh, Jesus. Poor, poor. Can you imagine? I'd have drove up there and got it myself. Truth. Word. I knew it was sitting in a, knew it was sitting in a junkyard. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's great. It, it's it's a, a, a classic piece of American uh, Hell yeah. iconography. 
All right, the other, the one thing that I did want to mention um, is Halloween Two, and and I and we'll we're going we're gonna quickly mention when it's coming. Mm-hmm. What what is your what? Is it in regards to Halloween Two? Yes. Okay, so go ahead. Are what, you what fucking kidding? What? Halloween sucked. As someone, it as someone, sucks. as someone who really likes horror movies, yeah, it was really, really a dud. It was a dud. I mean, it was really, really bad. Here's why I wanted to talk about this, though. Right. I don't care about Halloween two coming out. Um, I went to the NECA fan event this past Sunday. Oh yeah, which was a lot of fun at Bar uh, Yesterkids. At Yesterkids, and I saw our good friend Randy was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw uh, our good friend. Uh, Paul from Idle Hand Blogs was there. Um, the guys over at Cobra Shadow Toys was there, who we know for years. Um, a bunch of other people we knew were there. It was, so it was nice to see everybody. My friend Chris Ramo was there. Good to see everybody. Um, but one of the things that they had on display was they have that tuned up series of figures that they put out. Mm-hmm. And one of the figures for series two is a pinhead figure. And the other one is Michael Myers. And it's a really cool looking figure. It's a really nice design. If you like those figures from NECA Toys, I think they debuted them um, to the public at that event. They also had a bunch of their San Diego exclusives on display, some of the Turtles pieces and stuff like that. Oh, was, we're going to get into that fucking shit. So it was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was, a, good, it was a good event, and I, I, thank, I thank Randy for having me there. Speaking of exclusives. Yeah. Hasbro announced their Marvel exclusive. Did you see it? It's the collector and the uh, what's his name? The, Grand the Grandmaster. Master. Yeah, unfucking real. They're great looking figures, though. They are amazing looking figures. Of yeah. course. Good luck getting them. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. exactly it. Nope. I have already. Yeah. I have already been begging and pleading with West Coast Scott. Scott. Yeah. West Coast Scott uh, and I have already worked in conjunction on getting me the other exclusive I'm going to tell you about right now. All right, go hey, for it. Hey, remember, remember last year when I went ape shit trying to get the fucking Tron Iron Man? Yes. Tron Iron Man 2.0. Oh, Jesus Christ, of course. Sons of bitches. Slightly different yellow striping instead of blue. I'm right. like, fucking, are you kidding me? Oh, man. It's like someone hates you, Big Kev. I know, but hopefully not West Coast Scott. <laughs> and I'm trying. I'm trying to also find out if they're going to have the. Yeah, I might as well tell this too. I'm trying to find out if Mez Mezco is going to have the Commissioner Gordon exclusive at the show. Right. Because by the time I woke up in Hawaii at 7 a.m. in Hawaii, they were sold out already. We're going to talk about some Mezco pieces in segment two of tonight's show. Oh yeah. Yep. We have a. We're so actually this is the perfect segue into our break. Oh, um, unless you have another exclusive you want to hit on, I can't think of. Okay. I can't think. What were the exclusives from NECA? I don't. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was some new turtles animated and movie line. Okay. Um, there was a new alien piece. Um, I don't know. Go over Idle Hand Toys. <laughs> Paul has great pictures of all of them. Okay. I was talking to Paul that day, and you you could check those out. I'll post a link to those. Um, okay. But um, but let's take our first break, Big Kev. All right. OG, with that, we will take our first and only break on this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 546, the one we're calling Uncle Chester. Is that what we're calling it? Uncle Chester. Uncle Chester. (laughs) 
Ahoy hoy, welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, Coke Logic. <laughs> it's been like five long damn years since the director of Castlevania Symphony of the Night begat his Kickstarter for a game just like that one, but new. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night would become a joke with the amount of times it was delayed, but now has finally arrived on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. And it is really good. It's a Castlevania-esque experience, which is exactly what we wanted. Most Kickstarter games promise to recapture an experience, but once they're crowdfunded, decide that this is the time to make a name for themselves and try something new. Something that people usually don't give a shit about. Bloodstained avoids this mistake and delivers what was promised. One of those old-school Metrovania-type games. And once they nailed that, they added the bells and whistles that makes it new. It's a great action platformer with a shocking amount of weapons and build variety, and controls pretty much perfectly. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night is a great game which I am enjoying a lot, and is available now for $40 on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. There was once a video game titled Crypt of the Necrodancer, an indie rhythm game which you time your movement around the screen to the beat of the music. While Nintendo liked the game so much, they asked the team to do a game for them. This would become Cadence of Hyrule, the Crypt of the Necrodancer game with a Legend of Zelda theme. The music, the 16-bit graphics, Link, Zelda, the whole works. All officially licensed. And while I do understand it's a bit rough to get into the game, expect to die in the first 20 minutes you play, eventually something clicks and people are really enjoying themselves. I am myself dying to check it out, and I absolutely will as Cadence of Hyrule is out now for $25 exclusively on Nintendo Switch. From the makers of the Yakuza series comes Judgment, which had a much better title in Japan, which was Judge Eyes. Judgment is a new story unrelated to the Yakuza series, but does take place in the same city. And instead of playing as a criminal, this time you're playing as a cop. And the differences end there. There's still the balance of a very serious story with humorous side stories, eating at restaurants and beating up bad guys, as this is a beat-em-up game. Judgment is out now for $60 on PlayStation 4 and PC. <laughs> Devil May Cry has been ported to the Nintendo Switch. Skip it. They're charging $20 for a PlayStation 2 game. In addition, it's just the one game. They could have ported the trilogy, which is ready to go and on other consoles, but instead, the one game, $20. Vote with your dollars. Don't support this. Crash Team Racing Remastered is out now for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. While it looks like a nice remaster and fun for the whole family, it kind of sucks. The AI is tough as nails as there's rubber banding AI, throwing an item at a racer who has been pre-selected by the game to do well will just make him spin a little, but then drive right ahead with little to no consequence. Basically, the game cheats. And at high level play to circumvent this dogshit AI, you're thwarted by not being able to pull off the same drift moves as the original. It's close, but there's something different, and the returning players are identifying this right away. That tight turn you drifted around in the PlayStation 1 version, now you're just spinning out. Which is an utter shame since the other remastered games were handled so well. Maybe if the kids don't know any better, you can pass this off on them, but anyone trying to win races is going to end up spiking a controller. Crash Team Racing Remastered is out now for $40 on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. And finally, it's here! This is the week of Mario Maker 2. The one game that made me say, damn, maybe I should get a Wii U, although I never did, finally has a sequel on Nintendo Switch. Create your own Mario levels, play other people's Mario levels. There will be so many levels to play, you will literally never run out. 
I'm already pre-ordered for Friday, June 28th, when Mario Maker 2 comes out for the Nintendo Switch. This is CokeLogic signing off for GameStop. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Hey, this is Mez, founder of Mezco Toys, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Oh, Big Kev, again, your pontification just is falling short on Dr. Sleep. You know nothing, sir. You know nothing. I do apologize, but I have to tell you this. But Dr. Sleep is the sequel to The Shining, the book, not the movie. As we all well know, the movie uh, Stephen King trashed and did not even like. It was completely changed from his original conception of the movie. This would be, uh, if you want to consider it, uh, more of a sequel to the miniseries that was on Sci-Fi Channel years back, uh, which, stayed, uh, which stayed closer to the book than uh, the Stanley Kubrick film. But... You know, that, that is, uh, there's two completely different endings and, uh, uh, there's a lot of changes in the book. Uh, the book itself, Dr. Sleep, uh, is pretty good. Uh, it's decent. It was very heavy on the alcoholism, uh, but Stephen King does that because, you know, alcoholism. Uh, but other than that, all I want to say is Oberon, Oberon, Oberon. I called before. I was driving my work truck. I'm actually on my way to work now to go take care of trees. I never got the call out. I know what the uh, Big Kev was excited about that other day, so over on. Later. Hey, yo, this is uh, Patreon-ish? Pa patron? Partyon? Patronus? I don't know. Okay, so this is Michael Morris uh, calling about Big Kev's recent factoid about the 1962 uh, King Kong vs. Godzilla stating that in the Japanese version that uh, Godzilla won, that is actually not true. Uh, that is basically an urban myth that even goes like pre-internet. Um, in both versions, it, King Kong won. The only real difference is that in the uh, Japanese version, at the very end, both King Kong and Godzilla do a roar, which was uh, supposed to be almost like uh, the two monsters taking a bow at the end of a play or something. So, yeah, little uh, fun fact there that uh, you may or may not enjoy. Have fun. And we are back. Yeah. This episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, the one we're calling Uncle Chester. Of course, 546 is the number. We had a couple of yes. voicemails that we got to play there during the break. Yeah. We should address both of those, yes? I can see why you're so excited about them, OG, because, <laughs> you know, for once, they're not pointing out something 
you may have gotten incorrect. Well, first of all, the, the first guy who was calling you out on Dr. Sleep. Yeah, we're going to call him Oberon. Right. That's it, his new name. We're pretty because, sure he meant Eberron, right? Yeah, he meant Eberron. Yeah, and the answer is correct. Yeah, it's, it's too bad you don't have an identifier, sir. However, <laughs> let me correct you on a few things. Um, even though the book is the sequel to the book, the film is not the sequel to the book, which is what I think he's trying to say. Is that it's not the sequel. Doctor Sleep is not a sequel to the movie that Stephen King hated that Stanley Kubrick made all those years ago, when clearly that's exactly what it is. I mean, they're matching shot for shot from the film in right. the new film. Watch the trailer. Right, right, right. So it is clearly a sequel. Now, obviously, it, it the book was written as a sequel to Kubrick's book. But there's no way this film is the sequel to, sorry, to Stephen King's book. There's no way this film is the sequel to Stephen King's book. Because, it, you know, there's more than, even in the trailer, you can see the references to the original film. So I suggest uh, uh, slowing your roll, sir. And yes, was, what I was excited a couple weeks ago about was the fact that, yes, Eberron... Um, you know, you may remember at the beginning of the show, I got very excited looking at the prep sheet. And yes, the thing I was most excited about was Eberron because OG and I have been waiting for Eberron for fifth edition since, let me think, fifth edition started. <laughs> <Right>. So <laughs> uh, I was really excited about that. Not Oberon, who, by the way, is the, as I recall in Shakespeare, is the king of the fairies. That's right. So, so there it is. we will label you Oberon, your majesty. Uh, and uh, thank you very much for calling in and, and, and appreciate your input. Now for this other clown, Michael Morris. Oh, we love Michael Morris. Well, we love his wife. I love but Michael. I'm just saying I like both of them. One I just like more than the other. <laughs> I'm telling you, I would listen to her read the phone book. Have you listened to her podcast yet? I have. <laughs> it's like, what's it called? Spells and something. I can't. Sabres. Sabres and spells, I think it's yes. called. It's like Star Wars and Harry Potter. Anyway, anyway, the point is, Michael, um, uh, this is this may be one of those things we were discussing. I can't remember if it was last week or the week before. What's the thing with Kazam? Oh, uh, it's the Mandela effect. The Mandela. This may be a Mandela effect because I swear to you, I've seen a Japanese version of this film that has Godzilla popping up and swimming away at the end, just like the King Kong version uh, uh, just like what I what I assume is the American version because it's dubbed in English and uh, and has Kong sw swimming away at the end I that very well may be an urban myth I, I can't say but if there was anyone on the planet I was going to yield to on this topic it would probably be Michael Morris so there you go Michael Morris knows his big uh, uh, his his big uh kaiju movie. I was going to say, there's only one other person that we know, or two other people that we know that are big Godzilla fans, I think. So, but but if, if Mr. Morris says it is so, I believe. Mr. Mannix is a big Godzilla fan. Oh, is that right? And I believe isn't, isn't Mr. Cornboy also a big Godzilla fan? He I, might be. I, I don't know. He was. was he at the... No, I guess he wouldn't have no, been. No, he would not. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess he wouldn't have been. IMDB um, backs but, him up too, by the way. What's IMDb that? Backs him I, up IMD, IMDb backs him up. There you go. 
Oh, it, it does? It says that that's it says an urban the, myth? It says the, the only minor difference is that in J the Japanese version, both monsters emit roars on the soundtrack after the film ends, while in the U.S. version, only King Kong's roar can be heard on the soundtrack. Oh, okay. According well, there you to, go. According to the well, IMDb's, anyways. Right. Well, I guess. But like I said, and what was it? Didn't he have, didn't he have a comment on something else, or was it just Godzilla? I thought it was just Godzilla. I think it was just Godzilla, was just, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mr. Morris. We appreciate you calling the GVM line. Hey, you know what? We should probably give Oberon's uh, prize for that, you know, for that Eberron thing. We should probably give that to Mr. Morris because. Uh, so, Mr. Morris, text me your address, and uh, I, I will send Oberon's prize to you. Aww. Directly from the King of the Fairies to you, sir. So, by all means, text me your mailing address since you have my phone number. All right, let's move on to some Mezco pieces that we have to talk about. We have two to talk about today. I thought we had three, but we actually have two. Two. Um, the first one is the Mezco 112 Collective. They don't call it the, Nef the Netflix Daredevil, but it's the Netflix Daredevil. What do they call it? <laughs> they just call it Daredevil. Oh, okay. Um, but it is clearly inspired by the Netflix version of Daredevil. Do you know Clearly. I missed the Vigilante one somehow? Really? Yeah, I don't know how I missed that one. I'm so pissed off. I gotta find that. I, I what do you uh, what do you say there, Nick? I'm just uh, I can't really talk right now. I'm just thinking how this is gonna look on my shelf. Well, this this particular figure comes with 28 points of articulations, uh, articulations, articulations, articulation, two different it heads. Comes in articulations. Two different head sculpts. Mm -hmm. He has right. So one so is uh, one is mask, and one is one is grin, and one is straight faced. The grin is kind of <laughs> like a scowl, and then it's straight faced. Um, it, like this, like yeah, kind of. It comes with six interchangeable hands: one pair of fists, one pair of billy club holding hands, one pair of posing hands. Um, it comes with the real feel fitted suit. And Barty Armor costume, combat gloves, the thigh holster for the billy clubs, and the mid-calf boots. It comes with a set of billy clubs, the display case, um, the, disp um, the adjustable post, of course, that little baggie. Let's not forget the baggie. Very important baggie. Very important baggie. Yeah, it's a brilliant looking piece. It would pose amazingly with your... Uh, it would pose amazingly with your... Um, with your uh, your Punisher, if you were lucky enough to score one of the 112 Collective Punishers as well. I got the Hot Toys version of this, yeah. so it's going to look good right next to that. But, um, but yeah, the, the detailing you, on the you mask... You can stop at any time, Monty. You ain't taking my Daredevil. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. Uh, you going to fly out here and stop? Uh, the detailing on the costume yeah. is brilliant. <laughs> detailing on the costume is brilliant. Um, yeah, it's an amazing looking piece. Um, it is no longer available. Ah. Uh, but you can. Are not. <laughs> well, Excuse bless me. You. Um, but like you this? can get on the 112. You can get on the 112 waitlist. I have. I don't know how how well the 112 waitlist works as compared to waitlists with other companies. But if a company offers a waitlist, I always suggest people sign up for it because you just never you got know. Got nothing to lose. Um, the other piece we have here in studio. Does it cost anything to like a small deposit to be on the waitlist? It does not. No. So it's just a place no. in line. Correct. So that's worth it. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, you know, I want to say, I know we're, we're right in the middle here, but, you know, I thought it was, 
um, you know, I thought it was really great that they decided to do Daredevil uh, from the Netflix series because, oh no, it's Daredevil as seen on the Netflix series. That's what it says that on their website. It says that on there. Yeah, I'm oh. looking at it. I, I, I'm looking at one of their photo, many of their photos. I, as I, seen on Netflix, ne- ne- Daredevil as seen on the Netflix series. Okay, I it's um, on the main listing. I did not see that, but I I believe what you said. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, just because uh, you can't get him directly from Mezco, by the way, does not mean that you can't get him. However, uh, you know, there are. Uh, oh. However, we should say, and this is a topic that we've covered on a previous episode of this show, just yes. be very careful that what you oh, are yeah. buying is authentic 112 collective product. Right. And, there is some bootlegging going correct. on of these. Of course, if you can buy it directly from Mezco, that is, of course, the best way to assure that you're getting 100% Mezco Or product. from a reputable seller. A local comic book store, um, an online store in Caldwell, New Jersey. That's right, like the one in Caldwell, New Jersey, Gotham Comics, or you know, (laughs) online retailers that exist, Entertainment Earth, Big Bad Toy Store, Mm -hmm. those types of places. Um, So the other piece we have is a Batman piece, which this looks really nice. This is Batman: The Sovereign Knight. Oh yeah, so this is the. I guess this is the second or third second. It's the second. In their sort of um, the Mezco 112 take on the career of Batman. Correct. So they call this one present day. Right. The Batman in his prime is what they're calling this one. Um, he looks awesome. The armor on him is great. I love the color. So much ex- in terms of accessories. Um, I love the, the texture on the armor and on the bodysuit. Um, this comes with three distinct heads. This oh. one here. Um, it, four, actually. Oh, is, is it four? Well, here it is. Oh, is, so I see, I see like, bloody scowl. I see straight-faced. Yep, I see Bruce Wayne head, and I can't quite make out the other one. It's kind of tucked into the Oh, corner. so that might be some sort of collector's edition then. Maybe. Because, it's kind uh, of tucked in. I can't see because it. Because on the, on, the, on the onlines, they only have... Is he blue? He's not blue, right? No. He's, he's gray. It's like a metallic okay. grayish. He's gray. He doesn't have a blue cape. He has a black one. He has a black cape. Yeah. Even like the utility belt looks like a lot brighter in the pictures than it does in the actual piece. Yeah, that's that's it. But it's weird because they have this tag as prototype shown updated photos. So they might have just updated it. But it so it comes with the three different sculpts or four different head four sculpts. Um, it comes with nine interchangeable hands: one pair of fists, one pair of posing, one pair of gun holding, one pair of batarang, and one kryptonite knuckle. Yeah, that one's really cute. Um, it comes with uh, ten batarangs. Ten batarangs, okay. Uh, let's see, it's got one large batarang, right? Yep, larger cl- batarang, a grappling gun. Yep. It looks like a drone. Uh, I guess that's sonic a disruptor. Yep, sonic disruptor, grappling hook, without string. So one that attaches to the front of the gun, and then grappling hook with string that inserts into the gun. Yeah, and there's two other pieces, but I'm having... I can't make it out without really taking it out of the box, but you take a look. I'm not taking it out of the box, by the way. The Sonic Disruptor is like a gun. Right. Yeah, but it looks like two kind of like a Monopoly-esque uh, pieces. Like, it looks like a, like a little... I, I almost want to say like a bice, like a tricycle or something. I know it's not, but... 
Yeah, no, that's interesting. It's a little hard to... Do you have the box hold, there? Hold it up. Let me see. You, uh, it's it's kind of hidden in the corner. Is it on the box? Because oh. normally the box... Um, so the, is that the drone? I'm looking at the contents picture. Now, once the drone... I can't make it out. Let me see. Yeah, take a look. Um, it, it looks like those might be accessories for the drone. The drone looks like it might come in a couple of different pieces. That's possible. Plus oh, that the batarang, the disruptor, the gun for the grappling hook. Yeah, maybe. Um, and etc. But it's a great looking piece, man. This is a great triptych of pieces from Mezco. Um, I think if you're a so Batman far. collection, I think if you're a Batman collector, yeah. But I think we've seen the third one. I feel like we've seen uh -uh. what the third one looks like. We haven't seen it on display. No, Nick. Did you see any Batman at Toy Fair? I have the memory of a goldfish. There's no way I'm going to remember that. Maybe. Yeah, I don't think so, OG. Oh, I don't think they revealed it yet. Maybe they're saving it for San Diego. That could be. Which is or you know, next Toy Fair. Which is only a, a few weeks away. It's not. What's ascending night? Ascending night, isn't it? Ascending would be going up. Oh, okay. So that's the first one. So tactical suit, Sovereign Knight. This is Sovereign Knight. Oh, that must yeah. be the Son Sovereign Knight Onyx Edition that you have there. Well, there you go. Why? Because it's black. No, but but there's a there's a deluxe version of it. Okay. The Onyx edition comes with four head portraits. Yeah, it's it's the this is the Onyx edition, the one that you have here. So you got the special edition, Vic. Oh well, let it's me fancy. let me get a picture of that up. I think it's this. I think it's mostly the same. I think the biggest difference is the. Uh... Oh, but this is weird though because see that yeah, looks four heads. that looks ten times oh. darker. Oh. Yeah, but his bodysuit is gray on the figure. Yeah. I don't know. I think they just updated it. If I'm being honest. I Maybe they, they did. I think yeah, they because just updated the, the head because sculpts. if you look at the pictures online, the Onyx edition, it kind of looks like the 1990 Batman suit. It does kind of look like the 1990. I mean, no matter and are what... the are the accessories black and gold? No, they're they're, they're not. No, they're that, they're more like a really dark Onyx gray. Edition, yeah, no, they're the Sovereign. They're it looks like the Sovereign, the regular Sovereign Knight edition. But they probably added the extra head. They back added in. the extra head, is what I'm guessing. Either way, it yeah. is a absolutely gorgeous piece that any Batman fan would want. Yeah. On their shelf. And speaking of which, besides the Onyx edition, which really is just a colorway. Right. Uh, which effectively looks, to me, it looks exactly like the 1990 Batman suit. It looks all slick and shiny, and um, the accessories are black and gold instead of just being black. Right. Um, there's also the previews edition. Now, I don't know when this comes out. I don't think it comes out yet. Or maybe it is out. Um, the previews edition, if you look up that one, OG, of the Batman Sovereign Knight, that has him in classic gray and blue. Oh, okay. That's so cool. So it's got all the same exact accessories, except the Batarangs are yellow. The big Batarang has yellow um, features. Right, yeah, I see uh, it. The hands are the same. The Bat Drone is blue. The display base is blue. I mean, it's bas basically the same figure, but they've done them in blue. Right. It looks cool. Which is, yeah, it's a really great it's piece. It's a phenomenal looking piece. Definitely something you'd want to get your hands on. Um, no, if like, you're a Batman like any, like any 112, like, like any collector, in my opinion, if, if Mezco is making a 112 in your wheelhouse, you should be getting You it. need to, yeah, you need to have it because honestly, for six inch figures. Hi, Michael. I mean, they're really just knocking it out. I can't wait to see what, Especially I don't know if it's point. Descending Night or, yeah. you know, whatever they're going to call it. I mean, and let's not forget, 
the very first 112 figures by the way are extraordinarily expensive and impossible to get now by the way right but they were the dark knight returns right Right. The biggest regrets of my life is that I didn't pick those figures, With, though. There was, like, Dark King Returns and the Mutant, wasn't it? Mutant Leader? It was, yeah, that was a two-pack eventually. Right. But there's about, there's six or seven versions of Batman himself. Yeah, yeah. it was out that, there. great stuff, great stuff. I mean, and they're really, I mean, they're phenomenally done because, as you know, 112, phenomenally done. Right. Um, And, and that's sort of their, I guess, the opening gamut right. of... Uh, their uh, Batman Descending Night. I, I'm but, excited uh, yeah, I'm to really see. Excited about it. I'm, I'm hoping they do reveal it at San Diego because that if they do reveal it at San Diego, chances are we'll get it about a week before San Diego, which means we'll be seeing it in the next week or two. Maybe. <laughs> so that would be super exciting. Well, with that, um, Mesco always putting out killer product. We love everything that they do. You definitely should go support them. Go check out. Uh, go check out the 112 Collectives. Get on their email mailing list. They send out an email every single time one of these goes on pre-sale so that you can jump yep. on these pre-sale figures. It is worth it is worth having that email pop up in your mailbox. Even though figures. even though if you wake up in Hawaii at right. 7 a.m. and Commissioner Gordon with the bat signal is already sold out. Yeah, you're doomed. So angry well, about that. You'll get them eventually. You know you will. Oh, yeah, but eventually I'm going to pay three times his fucking retail value. Perhaps. Maybe. Damn it. Nick, did you get the Ghostbusters from them? Uh, no, I did not. Oh. I wasn't... When I saw... I remember seeing them at Toy Fair not being, like... Blown, blown away? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, I thought they were really impressive. I almost considered getting them at one point. I'm not really a big Ghostbusters guy, but they were real. I thought they were really good. I am still thinking about getting the real Ghostbusters. The statues? We, got, we talked yeah, about last you, week. You yeah. should, I say you should do that. Yeah, I know. All right, gentlemen. With all and of that, and then just get the single figures to display in front of them. Yeah, look great. Yeah. Bonus show stuff. Good collection. All right, with that, gentlemen. With that, I think we will begin our wrap up for tonight's show, episode five hundred forty-six of Big Cat's Geek Stuff. It's not really a wrap up, oh. but it's the wrap up music what? and all that other stuff. Okay. Um, the one we're calling. Are we Uncle doing a wrap up? No, 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 no. We're just we saying that, that. Bringing that feature back. No. Because the people <laughs> are demanding it. I, well, you know what? Over my dead body. I remember while working at New York Comic Con, I said that to OG, however many years ago yeah. that was. He just like, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Laughed. Probably almost kicked you out of the booth. Only knew you guys for like a year at that <laughs> point, a year and a half. Uh, don't forget, you can find us online each and every week over at bkgeekstuff.com. New episodes go up on Thursday unless... You are a member of our Patreon, yeah. patreon.com backslash stuff. Then you get the new episodes on Tuesday night. Ooh. So lucky. go to uh, patreon.com. That's tonight. That is tonight. You also get bonus content, access to the live stream, and other perks like Discord for being a patron of this show. So go over to patreon.com backslash stuff. Sign up. We would love. The Discord alone is worth it. Your, I'm uh, saying uh, I'm saying hello to our friend Mikey. Yes. On the Instagrams, and I'm saying whatever to our friend Will. Aw, poor Will. Uh, over on the Instagram. Um, don't forget. Also, you can find us at Facebook.com/backslashbkgeekstuff. So go over there. Please subscribe to the show in iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever podcast app you use. 
If you search for us in a podcast app and you can't find us, just go to our website, ckgeekstuff.com, grab the RSS feed from the link up top, dump it into that podcast app, and boom, just like that, you can subscribe to the show in the app. And that will also add us to their index and their directory, and that will help the show out tremendously. So we would appreciate if you go and do all of those things. We would love you um, forever. Across the uh, social medias, I am GeekStuffOG across Twitter and Instagram, um, as well as over on Twitch. I am not on the PlayStation Network anymore for your joining, thanks to a few bad apples. But maybe one day I'll be back on there to play with you. One day. Um, Big Kev, you are also on the social medias. Why don't you give out all of your information? I am Big Kev GS on the Xbox Network, where myself and... Uh, the Sandwich, Uncle E-Rock, and Cousin Dave uh, play Red Dead Redemption 2 online fairly consistently now. At least we're trying to. Uh, additionally, uh, I am Big Kev... No, I am BK Geek Stuff on other venues. Huh and za And Mr. Monty, sir? Uh, I am Monty's Mayhem on, uh, let's see, Twitter, uh, Snapchat... Uh, Monty's underscore mayhem on the PlayStation Network and also uh, Words with Friends. Nice Words with Friends. Good one. You may, uh, you may want to check out Monty's Vines. <laughs> All right. I used that one already. Did you? Yeah, like a few weeks ago. Thank you, everybody, for calling in. West Coast Scott, we did not forget about your voicemails. We will use those next week for your review on Galaxy's Edge. We wait on bated breath to hear what you have to say. Oh, my God. I can't wait. But I can't wait. And I know you've probably already listened to it, you jerk. But uh, I'll, I'll I, send yeah, to I you. really can't wait. And, and and West Coast Scott is like, hey, are you coming to Celebration in Anaheim? And I'm like, you bet your sweet bippy I'm coming. And he says, we should go to Galaxy's Edge. I'm like, oh, yeah, we should go to Galaxy's <laughs> Edge. There you go. That doesn't mean I don't want to go with you in the fall, OG. Do we have any new information? I, I, or... I, the tickets are not on sale for it yet. So I don't know how that's all going to play out, sir. With that, Big Kev. With that, OG, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, episode 546, the one we call Uncle Chester, to a close. The way we end some episodes by saying, Troll the Respawn, Jeremy. And on that note, we cue the music. Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs>